Thank you for joining us for the next episode of the Byman's Archives. Today, Stephen Gross joins us again to discuss the case of Marshall, which was heard in 1986 and again in 1993. Stephen, can you tell us a bit about the case? Helen Marshall was a dietitian working for Southampton and Southwest Hampshire Area Health Authority. And they had a policy that retired female workers at 60 and male workers at 65. By concession, she was allowed to continue working until the age of 62 uh, when she was dismissed. And uh, she didn't want to stop working. She wanted to go on. So she brought a sex discrimination case against uh, the health authority claiming that this was discrimination because men could go on working until 65. And she handled the case herself at first instance. And then she was represented by us with the support of the Equal Opportunities Commission. And the defense of the health authority was that there was a provision in the Sex Discrimination Act which excluded its application to provision in relation to death or retirement. And they said that having a differential retirement policy fell within this exclusion. Uh, we said, relying on the Equal Treatment Directive from the European Union, that uh, this could not apply, that European Union discrimination law required that she should have the same right to work until 65 as a man did, and he could not discriminate in the age of retirement. Now, the case went to the Court of Appeal in the first instance, which uh, referred it to the European Court of Human Rights. And the European Court agreed with us that the Equal Treatment Directive meant that differential retirement ages were unlawful. And they also agreed that the provision of the directive had so-called direct effect, which meant that we could rely on it against the health authority, which was regarded as an emanation of the state. So we won that case. The case returned to the Court of Appeal, which formally allowed her appeal. And the government changed the law so that it complied henceforth with the European Equal Treatment Directive. So that was the end of Marshall 1. The case then went back to the tribunal to assess her damages. By this time, many years had passed since she had been dismissed. And so the damages mounted up and she hadn't had any damages. So the interest had mounted up as well. So she brought a claim. She brought the case herself in the, in the employment tribunal, asking them to assess her compensation. And the health authority said, well, under UK law under the Sex Discrimination Act and the regulations, there is a limit on the amount of compensation you get, which is, I think at the time, was something like £19,000. Oh, and by the way, you're not entitled to any interest. And she said, having consulted us about it first, she said, well, actually, European law says that I'm entitled to an effective remedy. And that means two things. First of all, you have to compensate for, for all the loss, not just some arbitrary figure that you've plucked out of the air. And, and secondly, particularly given the number of years that I've been kept out of this compensation, you have to pay the interest on that money. The 
judge of the employment tribunal decided this was really interesting and she ought to be represented. And so she came to see me and I came and represented her at the employment tribunal and we won. And we won both in terms of busting the limit and in terms of a power to award compensation. At this point, the Equal Opportunities Commission became interested again and uh, the case went to the Employment Appeal Tribunal and they backed her in her appeal, which she lost. And we then appealed to the Court of Appeal and from there the case went to the House of Lords. I think we lost 2-1 in the Court of Appeal. It went to the House of Lords and the House of Lords referred the case back to the European Court for a second time and we won again. And so at the end of that, she was entitled to her full compensation uh, and she was entitled to interest on that in order for, to cover all the years, which by then were about 12 or 13 years, when she had been kept out of her compensation. Um, so the case came back, we settled the compensation, the government changed the law again, and that was the end of the case. What sort of impact did the case have on society? First of all, uh, it meant that a lot of employers had to change their policy so that women could not be thrown out of the scrap heap, if you like, could not be sacked on reaching 60 if men were able to go on until 65. That's the first thing which was really important. The second was that as a result of the change in the law about compensation, the government simply removed the limit on compensation for sex discrimination and introduced the power to award interest. And they did the same for race discrimination as well, which at that time they probably weren't required to do, but they did. That meant that it was no longer going to pay to discriminate against women in this way. This applied to not just to retirement place cases, but to all kinds of cases. And so rather than having to you know, pay up to a limit of £19,000 or whatever it was, they would have to pay the full loss, which meant that it put claimants in a much stronger position in employment discrimination cases. Helen Marshall went to the European Court not once but twice and changed the law twice. What are your thoughts on the case now that time has passed? Well, strictly from a personal point of view, you know, if there were one case that I would have to, that I wanted to take to a desert island with me to keep me warm, as I remembered, uh, fondly remembered my time at Binance, then that would be the case. Thanks, Stephen. Join us next time as we delve into another significant case in Byman's history. 